I like to hear much more than I am champion of the world, than I am Olympic champion. Ja sam Zoran Terđić i vi slušate prvi tempo. Our next guest in first tempo is one of the longest serving coaches of a single team in the world of volleyball. He took over the Yugoslavian slash Serbia and Montenegro slash Serbia women's national team in 2002 and 18 years later he is still at their wheel. Today he is a reigning world champion, a reigning European champion and a reigning vice Olympic champion and on club level coaching Fenerbahce, one of the best teams in Turkey. Ladies and gentlemen, Zoran Terzic. Mr. Terzic, thank you in first place for accepting the invitation to be a guest in our podcast, First Tempo. In the beginning, I would like to start with the following question. You're maybe the longest serving coach of a national team today, 18 years coaching the women's team of Serbia. It's not, it's not 18, next season it will be 20. 20. 20 years. <laughs> How do you succeed to be that consistent and successful for such a long period of time? This is the question and they ask me a lot, especially in the last period. Of course, I'm very lucky because during these 20 seasons, practically, I worked with very, very good players in the national team of Serbia. In uh, some positions, maybe the best players in the world. So it was a little bit easier for me to make a good result with them because they are really very talented, very good players. And also it's a very important thing that practically all of them, I know them practically from the junior team and I worked with them many, many years. So it's practically it's much more easier when they become to senior team And practically they know very well what I want from them, what I ask from them, and it's much, much more easier for me. One more thing, very important thing also, then all the time I will support from my federation at all, in 100%. We never talk about bad results or some things. Well, we are every time... Talking and thinking about future and uh, about this, how we can make better about our team and everything, everything else. So, it means three things: federation, of course, players first of all, and finally, good work with the coach. I hope and it was good. Okay, if we see results uh, for Serbia national team, especially in the last period. It was good. I really hope it is. 2001, Yugoslavia won the men's European Championship, but didn't participate in the women's one. Oh. After that, you took over the team in that period, and now you are vice Olympic champion, world and European champion. What did you change? Because you mentioned the federation, and I heard also from Mr. Dragan Nesic about this Boricic plan. What was the essence of the Boricic plan, especially in the women's direction? Exactly. Starting from uh, 2003-2004, uh, Mr. Boricic, okay, men team, they already won uh, Olympic Games and the European Championship. Uh, Also, to 1999, uh, they won silver medal in the World Championship. So, it was a bad team, practically. It was the, one of the best teams in the world. 
and he spoke with me about uh, next step uh, it mean uh, to make a women team also one of the best in the world of course first of all we need to find young and talented and perspective players we were very lucky because we find them very very easy in serbia in that time they start to become to senior team players like uh, Jelena Nikolic, Hanja Spasojevic, like Ivana Jerisilo, like a lot of them, Majo Genovic also. And uh, with uh, this young team, Boricic uh, agree with me, then we start to play with the young team, then we say thank you, big thank you for all our old players. They are also good players, but we start with the young team and uh, step by step, uh, Practically in uh, two, three years, uh, we become one of the best teams in the world. We took a bronze medal in uh, Japan in the World Championship. This generation practically rise this uh, Serbian women volleyball. And practically, this is, for me, this is the biggest success that Serbian women volleyball had in the last 20 years. Not champion of the world, not vice champion of Olympic Games or three times champion of the Europe. No, definitely not. The biggest success for us is then we didn't miss not even one competition in 20 years. Not even one. It means all Europeans, all World Championships, all Olympic Games, all World Cups. We didn't miss practically not even one competition. This is the most important thing in a sport and you have practically good results in one long time so time to time you can be on the first place time to time second third fourth doesn't matter but all the time you are on the top this is the most important thing and we make a really good organization first of all and after that also with the good players we did it we really did it very 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 good things So consistency matters. You mentioned this generation change uh, when you took over uh, the team. So you believe that generation changes in uh, in sports should be done at once, not not just step by step, very very slowly, but but more aggressively, let's say, or something like this. No, 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 definitely not. Because after that. Practically, uh, we never change our generation like aggressive like this. Never. We change every time from one or two players. One or two players become to national team, start to work with us, go to competitions, stay on the bench, play a little bit. And it was like this to slowly and slowly become to be a member of the senior team. But on that time, it was a different situation because we had a lot of, really a lot of very, very good young players. And also those young players worked with me, the Red Star, a lot of them. Also with uh, my colleague and one of the best coaches, uh, Serbian coaches in history, Mr. Darko Zakoc in Užice. So those two clubs, they make really very, very good team practically for national team with seven, eight, nine, I don't remember exactly, very young players. And because of this, we put all those young players in the national team. After that, we never do something like this, you know, so aggressive. Every season we put one, maximum two, 
and it's enough, really it's enough. I asked this question also, Mr. Igor Kolakovic. Uh, do you think that there is a common reason that makes Serbia so successful in sports? In football, basketball, tennis, you have Novak Djokovic, volleyball, water polo also. Unfortunately, in football, we are not so good. <laughs> a little bit weaker than before, but still, still better than Bulgarians. <laughs> Okay, I don't know we are better or not, but I remember very well generation of Bulgarian national team, football national team. They took, uh, if I, they play semi-final of World uh, Championship. Yeah. I remember generation of Stoichkov and uh, the rest of them. Uh, okay, definitely Serbia is, I don't know really. They are asking us uh, probably from all around the world, the journalists and everybody else, okay, what is so special in Serbia Then you play so good those kind of sports with the ball, yeah? Basketball, volleyball, uh, water polo, and handball, and uh, all other. Really, I don't know what is this. Uh, maybe we are very good uh, where we are uh, under pressure, definitely. We know to manage with uh, this. This is the one of the good sides of uh, Serbian sportsmen. Also, a lot of Serbian sport, uh, people, Serbian people, usually they are tall people, so they are good for volleyball and basketball. And also, we like uh, to play, uh, how to say it exactly, to cheat, practically. To cheat thing. Other people, in, uh, of course, in sport, especially in sport, we like uh, this kind of uh, playing, you know. And maybe because of this, uh, we are good in uh, in uh, this kind of sports with the ball. But this is definitely a mystery because also Brazilians, Russians, Americans, a lot of nations um, around the world uh, with uh, millions and millions of the people and sportsmen and volleyball is a very popular sport in those countries. And one small Serbia is better than all of them. So... I don't know exactly how to explain, and maybe it's something like miracle. This is it. <laughs> you have a quiet, untraditional opinion about the Olympic Games. I read an interview where you mentioned that you prefer world or even European championships. Could you explain yes. further about it? Yes, I can explain very easy. Okay, this is my opinion. I agree with uh, other people. Usually, everybody, if they are speaking about medals, The most important medal in the uh, life of one sportsman is Olympic medal. But uh, for me, Olympic Games, uh, they cannot compare with the World Championship because, first of all, in Olympic Games, they are coming just 12 teams, not 24. In those 12 teams, two or three, okay, I can say very bad, very low quality teams. In Olympic uh, Games, you are living in uh, some, I don't know, buildings. Uh, it's not even close. If we compare with the World Championship, yeah, you are uh, going to... You don't have any practices practically. You don't... You are eating in, uh, I don't know how to say in English, this kind of... for students. Yeah? Canteens. Yes, canteen. Yeah, something like this. Okay. These kind of things can be interesting when you come to Olympic Games. And, but if you compare competitions, 
just volleyball, I speak just about volleyball, for me, World Championship is much, much biggest championship than Olympic Games. Also, I like to hear much more than I am champion of the world, than I am Olympic champion. Okay, champion of the world sounds much better for me. Now you're a coach in Turkey of Fenerbahce and in the last year, the European Championship in women and the European Championship in girls uh, just a month ago. The volleyball clashes in the finals are between Serbia and Turkey. What is Turkey doing that the other countries don't do? Turkey is doing something that uh, it's really amazing. Really, really amazing. First of all, uh, Turkey, uh, like a country, they have uh, four volleyball centers. It mean it doesn't mean four sport halls. Then it mean really centers. Uh, it mean a very big sport hall, competition sport hall. Another one, smaller one, but very big for practices and uh, hotel and uh, rooms and uh, everything else. What young players they need to grow up. Everything. So in uh, Istanbul, Ankara. Bursa and one more city I don't remember. In four cities in Turkey, they have four volleyball centers. Also, the volleyball in Turkey is very popular. They start to work uh, with uh, some also foreigner play, uh, coaches. For example, Mr. Giovanni Guidetti, he called a guy uh, from Italy, Mr. Bossetti, to work uh, with the uh, junior and cadets team in uh, Barking Bank. And uh, also a national team of uh, Turkey in the last period of I don't know how many years, every one or two years, uh, one or two good young players come from junior team. Now, for example, Turkey have very young team, senior team, with Meliha Ismailoglu, with Hande Baladin, with uh, Ebrar Karakurt, with uh, middle blockers, uh, young middle blockers, with good uh, young setters, with all young players. So this is uh, the way how the other countries they need to learn from Turkey, definitely. Okay, the other countries maybe they cannot invest so much money in uh, volleyball like Turkey. They can, but also they are really they really make a very very good job about uh, young categories, and uh, I really wish them to win every time European and World Championship in young categories. And okay, they will lose final game uh, in senior against Serbia, but what we can do. What are the differences between coaching a big and successful club and a smaller, less successful club that needs to be developed? For me, nothing, really. For me, it doesn't have any, any, any different. Uh, I work in the same way, and I try to make the best to push the players to become to to, okay, come to be on one hundred percent of uh, power. This is the most important thing for me. I really don't care if Fenerbahce play against the uh, last team in the uh, Turkish Championship or uh, against Vaki for Rezadjibashi. I try to push them to the, them limits. Yeah? 
same if I work in Romania or uh, any other country, Italy or Russia or any other, doesn't matter. For me, polymy doesn't have any any difference if I work with with, with uh, I don't know very 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 famous players and in a very famous club or not so famous players in uh, some small clubs. For me, it's the same. My last question is, how do you keep the motivation of a group of players who are already very successful and won a lot of trophies? Okay, it's not easy, definitely, it's not easy. In a club, uh, it's maybe a little bit easier because this is professional. They are, uh, practically, they are working for money and uh, it will be really bad, how to say, unserious. Okay, to play without motivation... And uh, they receive uh, some big money, okay, it will be really bad. So in a club, uh, it's a little bit easier. But in a national team, especially if you have players who are in a national team 10 or more than 10 years, it's can, it can be situations then, uh, okay, they are not so motivated, definitely. These uh, situations uh, which try to give them a little bit more rest uh, to okay one competition she is not uh, necessary to go okay she will miss one competition she will go to the sea with her boyfriend or whatever and uh, she will play another one stuff like that you know because uh, we must know in uh, volleyball especially uh, we are practically For example, players who are playing for Serbian national team, they are 365 days per year they are in, on, on the court. 365 days per year. Every year and every season. So, it's impossible to be motivated and ready and with the full power all the time. It's really impossible. Time to time you must give them some rest. Time to time you have to make some things, then they will feel better, they will feel uh, comfortable in the national team and after that, they will play better. This is it. Mr. Terzic, it was a pleasure for me to talk with you about volleyball and thank you again that uh, you accepted our invitation to be a guest in our podcast first time. You are very welcome. And thank dear you. listeners, thank you for listening to our podcast. I would like to um, invite you to like this uh, this podcast uh, share it if you if you like uh, our content and of course subscribe to the channel and listen to us again next time bye bye